that's a fantastic stat. It's 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 I, that makes sense that you said that, but I, no one has ever said that to me before. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. It's, the it's, Marlins, ah, oh, comedy value. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Battery Mates. Uh, this is Toby in Chicago, and with me, as always, uh, from London Town. Hello, 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 Governor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Matthew. I'm coming in your ears live from London. It is late at night. It's been a long day. We're both exhausted. I don't know, I don't know how long this is going to last. <laughs> well... It's at least we've done a lot of these in the last couple of weeks, so we can keep this one short. Um, there's not a lot to talk about. <laughs> no, but we went on. You went on a um, the the me star break, as our as you called it, and um, turns out it was a, a long break. Uh, we were one of us. Well, we were both kind of like, I guess, uh, put on the injured list, uh, so to speak. I guess, um, or just maybe DFA'd for a few weeks. <laughs> and uh, but now we got the call. The call back. We're called back up and. Um, Ready to perform here in the final stretch of the 2020 weird season that we have. Um, we we are we are back. I mean, I, I think the last thing we said was uh, we would record again as soon as I had I had time, and it turns <laughs> out it turns out that having having two children is more than it's more than twice the work, Toby. It's it's more <laughs> than twice the work. I, I thought I remember saying to a friend of mine who had two kids early when I found out my wife was pregnant. You know, maybe having two kids is sort of less than twice the work because there are some productivity savings from <laughs> knowing what you're doing and and you know zonal defense and stuff. And he he looked at me and just shook his head. Didn't say anything at all. Just shook his head. <laughs> it's less stressful. It's a second. My second child is less stressful because I know what I'm doing to the extent I, of my abilities. I know what I'm doing, but uh, <laughs> it's it's more than it's more than twice the work. I am, I am, I'm, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired, Toby. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, but I mean, I, it's, you know, I think at least you're bringing in, um, you know, the, the more people with uh, your, your genes in the world, the better we all are. Right. Isn't that right? Especially Mary's genes. I think, you know, both, both of you together, we're going to have smart, productive people in yeah. society. <laughs> yeah. People, people, friends keep saying, Oh, you, you, Daughter's so beautiful. She must take after Mary. Like, not trying to make a point, not trying to make a, a joke. I think just saying that I'm ugly, but yeah. um, they're not wrong. They're not wrong. I mean, my wife is a beautiful woman, and I've got beautiful daughters. Put two and two together. <laughs> well, Matthew, um, what's going on in baseball? I mean, have you been paying attention? And do you have time? <laughs> I I, I I do have time. I don't want to pay attention. It's, uh, <laughs> the, the great news is, um, you know, last season was obviously a great season for the Nationals. Not a lot of people know this, but early on in the season last year, we were 19 and 31. Oh. Came back to win the World Series. Um, the, the, this season, the Nationals were also 19 and 31. <laughs> and now they're 
22 and 31 <laughs> something like that so it's um, just starting to be the the comeback is just starting if if this was 162 season the 162 game season we would be right on track <laughs> absolutely we have the whole whole of major league right where we want them we've got the game plan we know what we know that bumpy roads can lead to beautiful things unfortunately fucking baseball is stiffed us yeah. making it a short season so we can't make our normal play it's bullshit <laughs> it's been a pretty i mean it's pretty rough i don't remember what the beginning of your season was last year but um i know 1931 but i it seems like from afar it seems like you've had a rough go of the if there been injuries like strasburg's been kind of injured right and then people opted out and yeah well we had a couple of opt-outs not 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 big not a big deal um joe ross who's who was who would have been our fifth starter and ryan zimmerman who's kind of like you know a million dollar mascot uh for the team <laughs> now more than anything um uh, i mean it's very similar to last season very very similar to last season we had uh, a six eight week period of a series of really really damaging injuries and a bunch of players who should know better playing like shit. <laughs> this is just exactly the same as last season. It's just that this season, you know, the season's now ending. <laughs> so there's no there's no more no more time to sort it out. Yeah, yeah it is what it is. I said I said, you know, in our preseason um preview, this was not a real season, wouldn't be real postseason, world champions aren't real. I'm just glad that I don't have to uh, eat my words because the nationals were doing incredibly well <laughs> they've, they've really backed me up on this and no matter what you always have the, the fallback of that we wanted a proper season last year and now this season this joke season you know i i don't know it's it's been a weird season for the clevelands too i mean we've been if you haven't been paying close attention battery mates nation the clevelands are um they made a playoff spot they're gonna have one of the I think there's 38 playoff spots um, in the league, and so they're they're going to have one of them. And but it's it's unclear as of recording time. We're recording this on Saturday, you know, before games are played. Um, whether Cleveland will be the two seed in the American League, the three seed in the American League, the four seed in the American League, or the seven seed in the American League. I think those are our options. We could be any of those. Um, and we also could win the, we could win the division. We could finish in second, the division, we could finish in third in the division right now. We're tied for second a game out of first. We own the, t the tie breaking system. We should get into this later when we talk about the playoff rules, but the tie breaking system is, um, really chef's kiss. Um, there are, there's just so much going on. Um, and they're not, they're determined not to play like tiebreaker games because I, I guess that they wanted to smash in as many playoff games as they could. Although a tiebreaker game is pretty exciting. I don't know. Um, so they're all done mathematically. And so it's bonkers. It could be, it could be really um, weird, but you know, we, we had a pretty decent season. We had, a, we have, I believe the best starting rotation in baseball. Um, we have one of the best pitching staffs, you know, you know, rotation and bullpen in baseball. And um, I think we have the best pitcher, in a, in a short season, you know, so far, the best pitcher in baseball is Shane Bieber, um, which is just bonkers to think about that sh like a man a man with the last name Bieber um, is the best pitcher in the, in baseball right now. But also just so strange that he's come out of nowhere, you know, just like Corey Kluber did 
you know, it's really strange. Honestly, and I, I think there's an episode of um, uh, Effectively Wild podcast, which, um, you know, we're all friends. You know, we all hang out at the podcast green rooms um, <clears throat> before we record our episodes in the studio. Um, and, you know, they, they did just an episode. I haven't listened to it yet about the how Cleveland's turned into a, a pitching factory. Um, but we'll get into that a little bit too. But the thing is, uh, while we've had the best pitching in baseball, we've also had like literally one of the worst offenses in baseball. Uh, we score so few runs and it got to the point where we were winning. Um, we were like, I think two weeks ago we were in first place somehow. And then it just, the, the bottom fell out and we, we couldn't score runs. Uh, we lost eight games in a row. Um, and not, not, not just the good teams, we lost the bad teams. <laughs> and, uh, it seemed like even though the, the, the playoff rules allow us to be in the postseason, it seemed like the season was pretty much over. Like, you know, we did have no, we were playing with no energy whatsoever. Um, and then in the last week, it's just turned around entirely. You know, we've won, uh, eight of our last nine games. Um, so we lost eight in a row. And then the, in the very next nine games, we've won eight of the nine, um, like I said, we're now back in the running for the division, and uh, we took four out of four, we, we swept the first place White Sox um, this week, and the White Sox have lost six in a row. They look like they're just like not they just they were hoping for a a fifty game season. That's <laughs> what they were hoping for um, because they don't look pre- they don't look prepared for the full one hundred and sixty two. And I think that's fair because they, you know, a lot of people were thinking they were going to be good next year 2021 and maybe they'd show some signs of competing this year but they've been so they were so good they got out of the gate so so strong um and i think it's it's regressions catching up with them or just inexperience i guess but anyway that's all to say it's been a weird season i have no idea what to expect from what's about to happen literally we're recording this on saturday the the postseason starts the wild card series quote unquote starts on tuesday for the american league it could all be over by when, by thursday it could all be over by wednesday be two games and we could be out. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to expect. It's hard to brace yourself for, for for this because even in in a normal year, we're normally like at least you know there's fans and there's like you know I'm entertaining the idea of buying tickets to the Cleveland game. You know, I don't even know there'd be a Cleveland game. Uh, so, much less fans <laughs> stands. Anyway, so that's the synopsis of how. Cleveland's are doing for everyone. It could be worse. You could be literally watching the last series of your season right now. The Nationals are playing right now mm. in their penultimate day. That's it. But you could stop the Mets from making the playoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, we we could, we could, and um, we had a we had a good go at the the, the Phillies' happiness earlier this week. We <laughs> took three or four, <laughs> completely pointless. I mean, I, I want to talk about this in in the in three up three down, but um, winning those three games could have cost us uh, um, a draft slot. You know, we were we were going to be fifth in the draft, and now we're looking like we're going to be sixth or seventh. So uh, <laughs> it's probably probably. Probably worth it to screw over the Phillies, but, but for still, Bryce pretty... Bryce Harper not to make the playoffs two years in a row, that feels pretty good, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. It's not yeah, over it's yet, good. right? He could still make it. They could still, they could still make. They it. They can still make it. They can still make it. I mean, I, <laughs> if I'm honest, because the Nationals aren't in it, I haven't I haven't been paying close attention to the math. I don't know. 
because <laughs> like 38 of the 30 teams are making it into the postseason. I don't really understand uh, who's in, who's out at the moment. But um, hopefully the Phillies won't be there. With any luck, the, the Mets won't be too. Um, and the Marlins will go all the way and be the world champions. That's, well, my, hope. That's my hope. The Marlins have never been in a postseason uh, that they did not win the World Series. They've never, <laughs> they've never lost a, po- a postseason series. That's a fantastic stat. It's a risk. It's I, that makes sense now you said that, but I, no one has ever said that to me before. <laughs> that is fucking incredible. It's, the it's, Marlins, ah, oh, comedy value. I mean, and the thing is, like, um, so I was reading an article about the Nationals about how the no team has ever gone. If if you all if you all finish with whatever winning percentage you have right now, it'd be the the worst turn for a World Series winner in the following yep. season, yep. except for the 1998 Marlins, yep. <laughs> which went, which went like 333. They won, they, they won one out of every three games. Anyway. I mean, at least the Marlins were doing that on purpose. <laughs> we, we, we haven't been playing well, but not deliberately. Yeah. God, what a garbage organization. Anyway, not, not nationals, the, the Marlins, obviously. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, they're definitely in, they're definitely going to win the world series. Um, but, uh, okay, so should we do three up, three down here? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, I, I'm going to go first because I kind of alluded to mine already. Um, but it's the Cy Young Award uh, in a shortened season here is running straight through Ohio, it looks like. You know, I was I mentioned Shane Bieber, best pitcher in all of baseball, clear front runner for the American League Cy Young Award, which is just bonkers considering uh, in just the last, what, 13, 14 seasons, Cleveland, this will be – if he wins, it'll be the fifth Cy Young won <laughs> in Cleveland, a Cleveland pitcher. Uh, CeCe Sabathia, um, Corey Kluber won it twice. Cliff Lee won it. Um, and, and and we traded all the other pitchers, so Shane Bieber, look out. Um, <laughs> but the other thing that's amazing, and this is it's a little fuzzier on the National League side, um, but our old buddy, Trevor Bow Bow, um, is, is making a pretty strong case to win the Cy Young in his, his uh, performance with the Reds this season. Um, he's five and four, which I, you know, I always like to, you know, if we're going to rib him a little bit, uh, the win loss record for a starting pitcher is fun. Um, but he's got a, a 1.73 ERA, um, uh, you know, 2.86 FIP. And as we've been worth, according to fan grasp, been worth 2.5 wins above replacement. Um, but he is, uh, I think, I, it doesn't well, hold on the number of strikeouts he's leading the national league in strikeouts i believe let me just yeah he has 100 strikeouts in um in 60 game season which is just nutty and would only be uh would be simply stunning if shane bieber didn't had didn't have 122 strikeouts <laughs> um so uh, Bauer, I, I think he's in a run, the running with DeGrom, obviously, and you um, Darvish in Chicago. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this man's first name or last name. Jeez, the Padres pitcher. You, do you know how to pronounce this? Don't, 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 I'm going to give it a shot. Dinelson Lamet. <laughs> I have, how do you, I've seen this written so many times, I've never heard anybody <laughs> pronounce his name. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Dinelson Lamet. <laughs> I don't know. 
could be anything. <laughs> could be anything. Anyway, so uh, Dean Nelson. Uh, no. Anyway, so Cy Young runs through Ohio. Pretty exciting. If nothing else out of the season, some more hardware, which um, you know is why fans why fans show up. Why, hardware. It's why, it's why fans. Yeah, hardware. You know the the, <laughs> the awards are is the hardware. Do you, do you call them silverware? I don't know why they call it hardware. They call it hardware. Hardware? I've never. I don't think I've ever heard them called hardware before. Must be an Amer- Americanism or American sportsism. I don't know. Silverware in England. Silverware means like an actual trophy, an actual cup, or oh. or a shield, um, and it also can mean very very posh, you know, like cutlery for dinner utensils. We... <laughs> That's what um, it means here too. <laughs> when I first came to America, uh, I was in like a. Bon Appetit or something, and uh, oh, bon pan. <laughs> and I was buying some soup, and the the person behind the counter said, "Do you want silverware?" <laughs> I said, <laughs> "I said, what? Did you just give that away?" Because <laughs> like thinking she was giving me some actual. <laughs> Obviously, it was just plastic, but I've never heard silverware used to describe plastic utensils. Oh, I felt like such a fucking muppet. So it's 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 reserved for the word is reserved for very nice utensils. Is what you're saying? It's silver. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> I mean, um, <laughs> here in America, I, mean, I, I was the stupid one. I just I was literally like jaw jaw on the floor saying. You, you just give that away to people for, with soup? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> I forgot about that. That was about 10 years ago. That woman probably still tells that story. This fucking British guy. <laughs> uh, hey, well, well, to be, in your, in your uh, defense, you were at Au Bon Pain. Uh, it been, <laughs> it, they could have been giving away anything. Yeah. Well, I, I I I miss their soups. I I like I like their soups a lot. <laughs> anyway, um, from one pitcher who's gonna bring in the silverware to a another pitcher who's um, been stinking the place out for the Nationals over the course of this season, but will always 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 have a a place in my heart. Sean Doolittle has probably pitched for the last time for the Washington Nationals. Uh, his contract runs out this season, and this season has been a bit of a stinker for him mm. uh it's been really sad he's i mean it's been part injury he's partly i mean it's borderline having the having the what what do you call them the heebie-jeebies oh the he's the, the, the uh, yips he's had the yips um and um you know just to compare compare 2018 um he had an era of 1.60 uh in that season, he's got a, an ERA of five point eight seven. This season, it's um, it's been a fall from fall from grace. But throughout the whole time, uh, throughout the whole season, he's been incredibly honest and um, uh, just an incredible teammate um, and representative of the organization. So it has been a it's been a hard season on the baseball field, but. Um, it's still incredibly sad to see him go. He and and also his wife are just have just been such a joy to have as Washington players. You know, from you know tweeting about the bookstores he goes to uh, when he's on the road, to all of the work he's done for the LGBTQ community in in DC. Um, you know, 
the, not only did he refuse to go to the White House when Washington won the World Series, but his the interviews he gave about why were really just so impressive. It wasn't just like, I hate the president, he's trash, but really talking about, you know, he's the president, I disagree with presidents in the past, I respect the office, but I I cannot dignify uh, of visiting someone who, who talks to people in that way. And like being really thoughtful about what it was you know what his stand was and why he was why he was taking it and you know ultimately even um you know for all his on on the field struggles this year um uh it's not just how great a person he is and how fantastic his politics are and how great his twitter feed is he was a stunning stunning addition in 2018 and his numbers don't necessarily stand up as much in 2019 but they mask something which is that the whole team was on his back early on last season when we were really, really struggling. He was basically the only uh, pitcher in the entire bullpen uh, who could be relied on. And he kept us in the season. I mean, he I, I felt really bad that he, he wasn't he didn't get the save in game seven. Mm. He got the save in game six. Um, and uh, he, he had some fantastic pitching performances towards the end of last season, too. He didn't get the save in Game Seven. That that was uh, Daniel Daniel Hudson, and mm. so he um, he's the one that you see in all of the uh, in all of the the highlights. But if it wasn't for Doolittle, we wouldn't have got to the postseason. Simple as that. There are other yeah. there are other players you can say that about too, um, but he was one of those absolute uh, requirements. And it is just it's so sad that he's leaving. It's really really sad that. Um, it, it, he, his last season was a season when we couldn't be there to wish him well in person. Yeah. I think there's lots of players around the league who who who, who have that. Um, but it was just an absolute joy to have him on the team, an absolute joy. So that's my first one. Well, you know, um, I don't know how close you found, follow the John Boy Enterprise, um, but they have uh, made a pretty big um, acquisition, off-season acquisition in um, Trevor Plouffe former baseball player. I wonder if we could, uh, I'm planting a seed here, but, um, and, and I, you know, also, you know, Sean Doolittle should go play, uh, another city. If he, I'm sure he'll have offers minor league, you know, I'm sure he'll be able to give it a go. Um, but when he's ready, we're here ready for him to, uh, join us at the, in the booth, <laughs> if you will. Um, he would be a great, I mean, I see, think he'd be a great, um, co-host. Uh, you know, yeah, you, des- be, you deserve a good ideal. co-host. Yeah. He'd be ideal. <laughs> Um, I think I think he would take some getting up to speed on on the ins and outs oh, yeah. of the game. Well, but yeah. From a political point of view, I think he'd be absolutely perfect. <laughs> um, I, I, actually... <laughs> I, mean, I, I go ahead. I was going to say. I mean, I'm joking aside. I absolutely wouldn't be shocked if he ran for office one day. And and I'm not saying like senator or anything like that i, I would I absolutely it would be completely in line with the kind of person he is if he ran for like city council in richmond or, or something like that i looked up where he was from at some point like if somebody, um do you go to school in new jersey or something where where's he from do you remember he's from virginia he went to high oh. school in virginia oh, okay and he went to and he went to uva um oh there you go so he's, he's you know he's kind of he's kind of local, and I mean he's moved around a bunch, and he he, he loves Oakland. He he spent you know many years there, and I think he he loved the the Bay Area. But you know I just I'm not I don't know what he, I have absolutely no idea. And like you say, I hope I think he will get another team. I hope he does. 
but it would just wouldn't surprise me if he would like popped up one day as a run for something endorsed candidate <laughs> for you know richmond city council or uh, you know school superintendent or something oh my god he is of age he's un- he's under 35 um 34 years old um i was gonna say i have a um, just another fascinating pitcher that we would fo- we could follow on the show, but I worry about nominating him because um, he seems like such a head case that I'm I'm a little worried that we're gonna it, the same thing that happened to Trevor Bauer is gonna happen here, and he's gonna just like go off the. There's a, a pitcher in our bullpen named James Karinchak, and if you don't know who I'm talking about, um, I suggest you go watch a video of him um, pitch. He is the most tick filled. Uh, pitcher i've ever seen on the mound he's constantly moving constantly he's like, he between pitch pitches he's like throwing the ball up in the air to himself like just kind of, like he's on drugs or something and i don't want to you know obviously he's probably not on drugs but um peds would you know, he would have been busted by now but he um is just and he also has just nasty stuff he's really he's really playing up the i'm a lunatic on the mound um bit in fact actually we we watched Major League a few months ago, right? You remember uh, Charlie Sheen's character in Major League? Yep, well, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> James Karinchak yeah. changed yeah, his Vaughan. number to ninety nine in homage <laughs> to Wild Thing Vaughn, and now has that haircut. He like has the the haircut that that Rick Vaughn has, or at least the back of his hair is cut, cut that way for the playoffs. He's a lunatic. Anyway, um, let's keep an eye on him. I'll just for later, but um, he can't replace you can't replace Sean Doolittle. Um, well, we're, uh, we'll still follow him no matter what he's doing. So, um, his wife's from Chicago. Interesting. Uh, my second one is about Jose Ramirez. Um, I don't talk about Jose enough on this show. Um, you know, and I think this is indicative of a problem, uh, that, you know, he, he's an unsung hero of the Clevelands. Um, and, uh, you know, players like Francisco Lindor, who is a, a beautiful gift to the world, um, don't get me wrong, uh, and as I've said on this show, perhaps the greatest player, position player, that's 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 played in a Cleveland uniform in my lifetime is Francisco Lindor. Um, but Jose Ramirez, quietly, behind the scenes, has actually been better than Francisco Lindor. And part of this is that Lindor is having a kind of mediocre year. Um, which is great, um, considering that the rumors are that we're going to try to shop him in the off season. Yeah, it's great. Really lower that value, please. <laughs> um, but Jose Ramirez is, and, and he flies under the radar so much. And he part of the problem is he had two years back to back where he re, he was an MVP candidate. 2017, 2018, he got MVP votes. He was third in the in the vote both times. Um, and I, I think still to this day, a lot of people don't even know who he is. Um, he's just a, and I, I think I like him because he's short. He's like five. I think they, his baseball card says he's five nine, but you know what that means. <laughs> um, dude's my height, I think. Um, but he, uh, he, he's just so much, uh, so much fun uh, when he's playing well, and even when he's not, he's apparently uh, uh, just a, a really fun presence in the clubhouse. But this season. This really underscores the point um, about how him being overlooked. This season, one of Cleveland's best sports writers, like you know, he is. His name's Terry Pluto. He is. He's been writing about Cleveland sports for decades. 
Um, and he's one of the good ones. He, everybody likes him. Everybody respects him. And he wrote a column a couple weeks ago saying that back when the, when the things were looking darkest for, for Cleveland. And he said, you know, the pitching staff's been so good. In, it's, it's not – the offense has been bad, but it, it's not really the offense's problem. It's the fact that the stars aren't showing up. It's Carlos Santana, it's Francisco Lindor, and it's Jose Ramirez who haven't had good seasons. And if without them, this, this Cleveland offense isn't going to be any good. At the time, like, it, that was a sentence that sounded true, right? Um, even though a lot of people quickly pointed out that Lindor wasn't having a terrible season, just wasn't having a great one. Um, Santana was having a pretty meh season. But Jose Ramirez was actually having a good season, and somehow no one's noticing and since that happened, I don't think it's had anything to do with uh, the, the writer pointing this out, but since that happened, he's gone on a tear to the point where I think he was something like 20th in fan, Fangraph's uh, wins above replacement. Now he's second. He's, he's, he's in, in first in the American League. Um, a, a veritable uh, American League MVP candidate. Don't know if he'll win it. Um, honestly, Shane Bieber might get votes in that category, and, and you know, it'd be hard to vote for two Clevelands. Um, but... Uh, it's just, I'm just so happy that he's finally getting his due. And he's just, he hits so two huge, huge hits in this White Sox series, which um, uh, I think is getting, is getting him some love from the national media. But anyway, if you haven't, if you don't know who Jose Ramirez is, please look him up. He's a, a lovely player. And um, what well, my favorite thing is um, he has a bit with the, with the, the kind of the, the sideline guy on our cable TV the channel that shows the Clevelands and um, whenever he hits a home run after the game, Andre not says, Jose, what was that pitch that you hit? Like what pitch did you hit? Um, and Jose just says home run pitch. <laughs> 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 oh, it's great. He's a great, he's, he's a, he's a reason to love baseball, everybody. Anyway, anyway. what's your second one? My second one, well, I started off with the bad news of Sean Doolittle leaving. Um, I'm moving on to the good news of this season, which is that <clears throat> the Nationals have done so badly that they are going to have their highest draft pick uh, in, the, in the next draft um, since 2000 and I want to say 13. Um, no, it must be 11. The year you got anyway, the 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 Bryce Harper in nine, or is that Strasbourg? Anyway, I I should have looked that up before and put it in the program notes, and I and I didn't. The point is, the last time we we picked this high in the draft, uh, we uh, selected the contract of Anthony Rendon. Oh, uh, it was a pretty good year. <laughs> um, so um, we we have um, this sort of weird situation where, for the first time in as long as I can remember. Nationals fans are actually excited about the draft, um, and uh, we really, really need it because uh, our farm system is not great. Uh, the last time we had someone really, really hot in the um, uh, from the draft, um, we traded them to the White Sox. That was Lucas Giolito, uh, who he traded for Adam Eaton. Um, obviously, we've Juan Soto and um, Victor Robles have been pretty good, but we didn't draft them. Oh. Uh, they came through the international system, so it's it's actually quite exciting to see what what what's coming through the draft, and we we definitely need um, uh, some 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 decent players in the in, in we don't have anyone in the 
top 100 prospects now oh, that we've uh, God. we've we've <laughs> moved well well i mean it depends how you read it. I mean, luis luis garcia and um uh Ka-Ki-Boom are in the top 100 but they are now playing on the team like so i don't i don't personally think that that makes them prospects anymore <laughs> no. um but uh, uh yeah it, it's not it's not it's not been great um we've done okay the window's still open i think for us and um uh so on and so forth but definitely could do with another another anthony randome pick come the draft next season i will I, I will for the first time actually listen to those podcasts that come around in uh the early part of the year of of like who's in the who's in the who's in the draft this year because usually i don't give two shits <laughs> um I, honestly the um it was a 2011 draft um our research team just got me some some notes here uh, late <laughs> on the game boys um but uh the 2011 draft was stacked uh you had the sixth overall pick you picked anthony rendon good pick good pick yeah the yeah. top pick was garrett cole not a bad pick Turns out that worked out for the Pirates. Well, it worked out from somebody. It didn't work out for the Pirates. Um, second pick, Danny Holtson. I don't think that worked out. Seattle, I'm sorry. Trevor Bauer was the third pick of the overall the draft. Um, Dylan Bundy, the fourth pick. He's still in baseball. Um, yeah. Bubba Starling is still in baseball, but he's not very good uh, in Kansas but City. Only just. <laughs> yeah, only just. Then Anthony Rendon was sixth. Archie Bradley was seventh. These are all baseball players. These are all like major leaguers. Francisco Lindor was eighth. Javi Baez was ninth. Um, a guy named Corey Spangenberg was tenth. I think I've heard that name before. George Springer on the Astros was eleventh. Brandon 11th. Nimmo, yeah, 11th. Brandon Nimmo was thirteenth. Jose, the late Jose Fernandez was fourteenth. Um, Sonny Gray was eighteenth. Oh my God, this draft was stacked. Joe Ross was twenty fifth <laughs> overall. Um, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, I was hoping another name would pop out and be like, "Oh my God, Jackie Bradley Jr., second round." Michael, Trevor Story, second round. Blake Snell. Jack, Jackie Bradley Jr. was second round. Yeah. Well, speaking Great. of uh, the 2016 draft, I believe is when we draft the Cleveland's drafted um, Shane Bieber, Zach Plesac, and Aaron Savali um, are three members of our starting rotation right now. None of which That's was decent. a first round pick. That's they, decent. Yeah, Bieber, I think was a. F- fourth round pick i think just came out of nowhere anyway um we can talk about draft more next (laughs) next year this is a trip down memory lane draft pick wise good stuff (laughs) quality concept my third one is a little okay i'm gonna get serious for a minute oh okay yeah hang on okay Okay, go ahead okay so i don't think you realize i don't think people realize what's at stake in this postseason, um, I, I, it just it just dawned on me uh, in the last week or so. But um, I'm going to ask everybody to rewind their internal clocks to 11:58 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on November 2nd, 2016, uh, when the players were called off the field during game seven of the of the world series for a 17 minute rain delay um we don't have any record of what transpired during those 17 minutes um none that i'm willing to read anyway um certainly none that i can verify personally and uh whether the universe uh or the universe we're in um 
lost its way in those 17 minutes, you know, it's kind of, it's, it's in Cleveland anyway. Um, it's kind of trite to say that, you know, it's kind of, at this point, it's a little bit, it's even, it's that joke's no longer funny really. Right. But what I'm here to tell you is what if it is funny and what if that actually did happen? Uh, and the 2020 weird playoffs are the only way to get back on the right timeline, to get this universe back on track. And I'm telling you, the only cure then would be for the Miami Marlins to win the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think the Clevelands have to win the World Series. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I think this is the only way to right this wrong. And I'm not saying that Donald Trump stops being president as soon as that happens, I'm not saying that um, Merrick Garland is a, a Supreme Court justice the minute that happens, but um, I'm also not saying that isn't true. But, I, but you know, who, I, I think that would be a lot to ask. But I think this is the only way to correct and fix that wrinkle in time mm-hmm. that was created at 11.58 p.m. Eastern Time. We, we, we don't know that that's not the way and I, I don't know if we can be we can take any risks yeah I mean I what I say what I always like to say is I believe in science and I will listen to the scientists right yeah. um, the scientists are still working on this I as far as I know I haven't seen any reports I certainly haven't seen any science to like negate what I'm saying I haven't read anything at all that says to me that you're wrong. Uh, I know. I haven't read anything that says you're right either, but that's not the point. You're telling me this is what needs to happen. I have to take your word for it. I have to. Well, and I think the thing is scientists right now are pretty busy. I'd ask them to, I would ask them personally to confirm this for me, but they're all very busy right now. They're trying to (laughs) fix the world. (laughs) And I respect that. And I I think that is high priority. Um, And, uh, you know, someday we'll unpack this um I and mean, when the miami marlins do win the world series um and we are off on a really even darker timeline um you know uh don't blame me is what i'm saying um, <laughs> talking of scientists being too busy <clears throat> to to check on <laughs> in on important things um when they when they have sorted out all of the other problems we're going to need to have some scientists look at just how stupid is joe west <laughs> just how how much of a moron is Joe, Joe S? This is just a quick one. We don't need to talk about this a whole long time. Um, earlier on in the year, we had the whole nonsense. A trash and moronic person anyway, just based on how bad they are umpiring and how uh, much he strives to ruin games of baseball. Uh, we had the whole thing with him earlier this year, uh, spouting just lies and, and conspiracy theory nonsense about coronavirus. Oh, oh right i forgot it was him uh, yeah 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 he said um he said that uh you know it was just you know nonsense uh, uh i've actually got a quote here um uh this is this is after the point at which one hundred and thirty thousand people had already died so this is not really really early on in the in the crisis he said those statistics aren't accurate i don't care who's counting them when country music singer joe diffie died they said he derived died of the coronavirus 
He had stage four lung cancer. The coronavirus may have accelerated his death, but let's be realistic. Our system is so messed up. They have emptied the hospitals because there's no elective surgery. The government has been giving these hospitals extra money if someone dies of the coronavirus. So everybody dies of, uh, that, that dies is because of the coronavirus. I don't care if you get hit by a car. It's coronavirus. And he's just like wacky Facebook moronic uncle bullshit. But that was earlier in the year. Um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a game between the Washington Nationals and the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta, um, <laughs> the uh, Joe West and the umpire crew uh, um, threw out uh, Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Washington Nationals, <laughs> who was standing in a suite. Uh, he wasn't wearing his face mask, which he should have been wearing a face mask, even though he was the only person in the suite at the time still should have been wearing it. Joe West threw him out and was asked about it after the game. Uh, and, and he said, enough is enough. I wouldn't take that from a player. I wouldn't take that from a manager. If I was Donald Trump, I'd eject him too, but I'd still vote for him. Oh, God. <laughs> it's like shocking and also the least surprising thing that I think I've ever, ever heard, that, that rich guy Joe West... Uh, would be a Donald Trump photo. Uh, but there we go. There we go. I mean, honestly, and and also not very politically savvy because um, as as he may be surprised to hear, umpires are not, baseball umpires are not all that popular surrogates in politics. <laughs> um, turns out the fan base of the Washington especially Nationals. Well, right. Especially Joe, yeah, the Washington Nationals fan base, not all that pleased with him. A lot of swing voters in Virginia there. Um I mean, kind of, I guess. Uh, who knows? I've not, I've not seen Virginia poll in a while, so I have no idea. Yeah. Um, seems like people have firmly put that in the Biden category. But anyway, well, Joe West. The Democrats don't win, don't win Virginia. They don't win anything at all. So uh, let's, let's just hope. Uh, my favorite of many, 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 many good tweets about the situation from uh, Nick Stellini. I've got 31 odds on Joe West appearing in a Trump campaign video in which he ejects Antifa from America. <laughs> it's funny but it also could be true yeah 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 i i you know i um i meant to do research on this before <laughs> again research team not really helping right now um there's something going on in cincinnati this was going to be one of my ups and i forgot totally um there's something going on in cincinnati right now did you hear about the broad did you see the footage of the broadcaster who like used a derogatory term um on live on air he, I think he didn't know he was on air. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, there, so he came back from commercial and he said like something like he was, he was apologizing and made a mid apology or whatever. And he's, you know, he's like, um, well, obviously I'm, I'm just horrified or whatever. And, and by the way, and there's a long drive out to right. That's going to be a home run. It's four to nothing reds. Um, <laughs> and it just went on with his apology. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'll it's be back incredible. in the booth. It's, it's, just... it's, it's, it is. It, and I didn't, it was incredible. And what I didn't know is that he, this week they announced he was stepping down, right? He's no, he was leaving the, the network. And apparently it's been a thing where all these Reds fans or all the people on Twitter just reply at the Reds account for every single tweet with some, with like a direct quote of that weird monologue with and there's a long drive to left like you know <laughs> go look it up it is 
bizarre and also somewhat delightful um, as a uh, as a as a little um, internet treat um, for making fun of. You know, I'm not going to call him a bad person. I don't know if he's a bad person, but good lord, um, not a du- not a great dude, not a great dude. Um, seems seems. Seems a bit like he might be. A bad he might person. be. Yes. Um, possible. C- certain, Definitely certain... seems possible. I love that he's one of his first explanations was I've never used that word in my life. <laughs> like that was <laughs> yeah. the first time I ever used it in my life, and I'm like, okay, yeah. okay, mm. that doesn't roll off the tongue at, age, tongue at age 55 or whatever how old he is. Let's, let's try that one again. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick word from our sponsor, and then let's get back and talk about finally let's talk about the expanded playoffs. This episode of Battery Mates is brought to you by. Parker Brothers, the creators of the classic board game Sorry, who just like to apologize again for everything going on right now. Thanks again to Parker Brothers for all you do and for the support. Apology accepted. All right. Uh, thanks as always to all our sponsors. Um, you know, uh, the the sponsorship deals are um, only getting more lucrative, and it's getting a little embarrassing. Um, but I will say. It, I'm not going to say it's the only reason that we decided to, to record a new episode. Um, certainly, we enjoy this time together, I think, kind of. Um, but uh, it doesn't hurt. So I'll just say that. Um, but the reason we yeah. have more to talk about here is I think we need to, we need to acknowledge uh, up front that Jeff Gabriel was dead wrong about this season. Um, what? Fi- no. Yes. Jeff Gabriel was wrong about something. Yes, five oh games. My God. He said it was to be a five-game season, and um, well, you know what? They've played more than five games, and looks like they're going to get to the end of this um, and have some. There playoffs. was a point at which he, he was looking like he might be right. Oh there, yeah, there really was a point right away, like immediately, it looked like he was going to be right. <laughs> uh, I think we even said that in an episode. <laughs> But um, he was wrong, and um, we should. If anybody was putting bets down, I'm sure you all put money down on Jeff Gabriel getting that one wrong. But um, in co- contrary to what was most likely to happen, however, uh, in spite of all that, we are here to talk about the expanded playoffs. We didn't, we haven't talked about this at all because we were like, "Are we really going to have to talk about this? Is this really going to happen?" Uh, but as you know by now, uh, there are 16 teams that made make the the playoffs this season. Um, all all second place teams make it. Obviously, all first place teams make it. All second place teams make it, and there are two wild cards in each league. Uh, as we were t- alluding to earlier, it is just a, a shit show when it comes to figuring out the the standings. And you know, I'm looking at this now. It's the second to last day of the season, and sometimes there's like a couple spots still to be worked out. Um, it's kind of it makes it kind of exciting. Right now. Uh, the American League, the teams have been decided. There's eight teams have clinched a playoff spot. The, the seeding is completely up in the air. So you have no idea. I don't think any team knows who they're playing yet, which makes it a little exciting, um, a little terrifying. The National League, uh, however, there are one, two, three, four, five, six teams have clinched. There are two spots uh, remaining. Um, and let's see here. I believe two, three... Five teams competing for two spots um, still with two days left in the season. I, now, technically, there could be a third day if St. Louis needs to play their makeup games with Detroit on Monday. But um, 
Yeah, it's so it's coming down to the wire, <laughs> um, which is exciting, I guess, uh, and certainly what baseball was hoping for. Baseball was really, I think, hoping for the fact that uh, a lot of teams would would have a, a would have a shot at getting to the postseason, and that's more money for all the teams. So there was, you know, because apparently the playoffs is where the money comes from, um, and. So if you haven't been paying attention, the first round is a wild, we're calling a wild card round. It um, it's a three game series, which in baseball is pretty much a coin flip. There's not a there's no there's no real distinct advantage to uh, in a three game series. You know, obviously, starting pitching can be an advantage, but like there's no obvious there's no obvious money on any series. Like even the Dodgers, the best team in baseball, one of the best teams in baseball uh, in a six game season. Uh, in history, like up there, um, they could lose in three games to the Reds or to whoever they play. They, they could lose two in a row. You know, they it could be over like that. And it's pretty. It's a pretty frightening, um, uh, or at least daunting thing as a fan. I don't, I don't. It's hard to hard to wrap your head around like how long this season, this postseason, is going to last. But then it gets. Uh, then they go to the bubble, so they're playing in home parks. Um, the home the the team with home field advantage um, gets to play in front of <laughs> their quote unquote cardboard cutouts. Um, I don't know why I put those in quotes, but in front of their hard cardboard cutouts. And then after that, they go to a bubble um, where they are um, in four I think four different locations across the country, and then uh, they play straight through till the World Series. So like uh, the, the the division series and the championship round series are played back to back. 12 straight days, um, no days off. So I, that obviously can, can really, there can be distinct advantages there to a team with, that is deeper, with, a, with more of a pitching staff, um, with, you know, your 10th best pitcher could decide which team has the 10th, their 10th best pitcher is better, might actually, um, you know, win the series. Um, but anyway, that should be interesting at least. Um, when the Mar- and when the Marlins and uh, Blue Jays end up in the World Series, it'll be, a, um, <laughs> it'll be something for us all to... Laugh about for 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 <laughs> for uh, days on end. So Matthew, it's been a weird fucking season. A couple things about this. I think you you flagged at the beginning that um, this doesn't count because it's a, <laughs> it's a it's a short season, which a shouldn't really just determine who like you shouldn't have a short season this short. Um, but the postseason because of it. And the way that it's structured, it really doesn't. It really doesn't count. You were yeah, actually saying, I think that this should not be a World Series, right? I don't think they should call it a World Series. It's it's not it's not the same thing. It, you know, it obviously counts. It's still like a it's a tournament. It's yeah. a World Cup tournament. Um, I don't know. In, in in England, we have the the league is called the Championship, and then there's also like a Challenge Cup, the FA Cup. You know, you you know, like individual knockout games. And that's just called the cup, the FA Cup. So I think this should be like the 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 World Series Cup, not the World Series Championship. Well, it doesn't look like they're taking your advice. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and the, I think, you know, I think we can all kind of wrap our heads around like this asterisk in the in the history books. Um, but what's weird is that they're actually talking about this as potentially um a trial year for, or they, 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 maybe they'll be doing something similar to this in years to come. Um, your reaction, sir. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, the, the thing is, I don't. I, I, I'm I'm probably less against this expanded playoff system than than a lot of baseball fans. Like a lot of people think it's it's kind of dumb. The thing for me is you have to do one or the other. You can't have a 162 game season, and then more than half the teams get into the playoffs. Um, you should do one or the other. So, like, if they want to have expanded playoffs, I would rather that we move to, like, 140, 150 uh, regular uh, season games and then have the playoffs be properly expanded. Like, I'm glad that the wildcard games are best of three now, but I would almost, like, if you're going to have expanded playoffs, trim the regular season back and maybe have, like, divisionals be best of nine even. Like, if they're going to go down this road, they need to do it properly. Mm. And to me, the thing about the postseason that always has never sit particularly right, even though the Nationals benefited from it, is just how <laughs> little the uh, the regular season, which is so long and such a grind and such a reflection of team the the best team of the year. Right. Um, uh, if that's not really going to count for that much, then yeah. then make it so. Like they they need to do one or the other. So I'm I'm not against expanded playoffs. Uh, I'd I'd, I'd want to almost expand them um, more in terms of 16 teams, but bigger uh, series to, to for each of the rounds. But if they do that, they've got to trim back on the 162 games because it just doesn't matter as much. Yeah. And so let's, let's reduce the number of games to the extent that's possible with, uh, you know, especially smaller market teams needing the money of, of, of fans coming through the door. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, um... I actually think that's a good, a kind of a good um, proposal. I, I I think there are other. I'm 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 like you. I don't think I'm resistant to the idea of expanding or changing the playoff system. But I also think that you can't. As much as I don't really care about the Los Angeles Dodgers, if the Dodgers were to lose in a three game series to the Reds or the, whoever they play, like it would be a hilarious B completely ridiculous for baseball like how does baseball look itself in the mirror the next day right like like come on this team is a 700 winning percentage like i mean yeah. the, the, i think the sheer variance that happens in a short series um that's the great thing about a 162 game season or a long season is it kind of it wipes yeah. out that variance to the point uh, but yeah baseball would have to have a really long hard talk to itself if that happened but they could only do that after everyone had stopped laughing and that would take a while <laughs> yeah no i mean it's that i mean it's 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 just like and i think there's there's also something about um a losing team making the playoffs which is going to be it's not necessarily going to happen but it's still in play right now and that is it's just it's just i think to me it's depressing you should just if you're if you don't have a yeah. winning record you should, especially in a long season, you shouldn't be able to yeah, make the playoffs. Yeah. And it, 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 I actually would be in favor of uh, there being a buy or two in each league. Um, so for the best, so a reward for the best record. Um, and then, you know, the second and third place teams can kind of, uh, you know, battle it out. And I like the idea of a, a longer series, um, shortens shortens regular season down to you know 150 is great round number. Um, and get that to uh, those longer, uh, you know, division series, wild card series being five games, division series being seven. Hell, make the World Series nine. It used to be nine. Um, yep. So I don't know. I think we have a lot to talk about in the off season, but um, 
get ready to buckle up for the postseason. I, I don't know how often are we going to record during this postseason. I guess it depends on what's happening. Um, if there's some interesting things to talk about, but yeah, I'm not, I don't know how ambitious we can be between now <laughs> and um, and the election. But I mean, I think let's let's definitely let's definitely record um, uh, uh, during during the playoffs uh, off season. <laughs> I don't know. Man. Let's see. Let's see. Then <laughs> uh, we have a. We, we should do a report back from the winter meetings, which I th- I'm pretty sure we'll be invited to this this year. Oh, yeah. Um. <laughs> so we should do a report back from that. But uh, you know, I, I'm kind of um. I've gone through a bit of a slump because the nationals were going. They were playing so badly. But I'm kind of. I'm kind of coming back into it and looking forward to seeing how the the playoffs go. And um. I also uh feeling pretty good about um my pro oakland chat uh in our preview uh episode because oh. i really do think that they could they could have a, a decent shout this year they they are they're playing they're playing some strong stuff yeah no and we may <laughs> we may end up playing them in the first round um they're one of the seven teams that we can play in the first round um uh yeah so uh, we are um one thing that we didn't mention is that ESPN is covering seven of the eight series in like in that first round of the, the, the eight series yeah. that are happening in the first round of the playoffs. Um, I don't know how they're going to do that. Like, I don't know how, <laughs> like, obviously they have multiple ESPNs, but like, <laughs> I, I mean, I can't. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually scared. I'm nervous about Tuesday because <laughs> battery mates nation will remember this from 2016. Um, even though it's not part of my job as much this year to um, be part of the presidential debate, the first presidential debate is Tuesday night um, at nine Eastern. And if the Clevelands are in the playoffs, I'm going to be conflicted have been before. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, uh, I'm hoping for a, like a 4 PM start time. So I can, you know, hopefully watch some, some of the game, at least the, the important parts of the game before the, the, the stupid debate happens. A, a journalist asked me the other day if I was planning on staying up to watch the presidential debate. It starts at two a.m. UK time. <laughs> I, I said, uh, "I said, no, I only stay up late to watch the Washington Nationals win the World Championship." So, <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I mean, God love him. Uh, good luck to Joe Biden, but I do not need to watch that live. That is not that is not something to get up in the middle of the night to watch. You definitely do not need to watch it live. Um, you can watch it when you wake up. You can probably see all the highlights you need to see in every corner of the internet. Um, uh, it's going to be a wild time. Uh, it's just going to be trash TV anyway, so yeah. good luck to him. Yes, good luck to Joe Biden and to the Clevelands. Uh, <laughs> um, all right, well, with that, uh, Matthew, I don't know if you have anything, last, last words of wisdom that you learned in this yeah. me, uh, me star break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the thing I've I've learned is that you know, in tough times, um, and with everything that's going on, um, everybody needs to take some time out to shag their spores. Shag their spores.